I thought that would be a good bit. You can't, you can't see the sneer on my face. It's so good. It's so, I love it. I appreciate you, Joey. I'm literally, that's I, literally what the music I'm cutting in. I, I 100% expected it. Yeah, I did, right. actually. And <laughs> I'm ready to get my gamble freak on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. All right. Welcome, everyone, to Joe Star All-Stars, a podcast by four Gambleroo nerds for all you Gambleroo nerds out there. As always, I'm Joey Foyles. I'm Grant. I'm Tim. And I'm Victor. And today we're here to talk to you about the greatest gamble anime ever made, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. (laughs) (laughs) It's hard to argue with that right now. I know. And Kakaguri <laughs> wishes it was good as these two episodes. Kakaguri oh. wishes it was good. <laughs> Look, Kakaguri sure is does. doing a thing. I don't know if good it, is what it's going for. I, I mean, it, it, <laughs> I'm still into it. Like, but, I'm, uh, I'm very into it, but I don't know if good is what it's going for. Sorry, good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Alright, so this is a podcast where we watch every single episode, or Joestar All-Stars, where we watch every single episode of JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, and then make bad, bad jokes like that with you. Uh, yeah, watch along podcast. What did I miss? I've missed it This week, anyway. we are going over Darby. Episode 34. Yep. Oh, God. <laughs> What's the stand? Which one was this? Who cares? It's Darby. Cyrus. It's D-A-R-B-Y. There's an apostrophe after the D. It's very helpful. It's I wish perfect. everyone. Stardust Crusaders, episode 34, Darby the Gambler, part one. Thank y'all for picking up my slack there. We might I've, be a mess today, but we're just really excited. We're really about excited. I love that it's here. not not Osiris's Darby. It's Darby the Gambler. They want you to know. Yeah. No, they got it right. <laughs> yeah. We know what we're like, here for. Victor, we made it. We made it like... You made it through JoJo at its worst, and now you deserve <laughs> JoJo at its best. Oh, I'm so happy. You guys hyped these episodes up a lot, a lot, a lot, like so much, and oh my god, did they not disappoint. Mm. They're still extremely good. It, uh, these are strong contenders for the best episodes in JoJo. And I think all of us have watched like numerous Gamble animes, and this N- does numerous? what the best ones do. Oh, yeah. Like, I love gambling. Like, I mean, like, I've seen Yu-Gi-Oh! and Kakegurui, and that's it. <laughs> so, okay. Kaiji, Mahjong yeah. Kaiji, so, so we see, like, uh, uh, Yeah, like Kaiji and, and some a few other ones. But um, I don't, I don't watch I mean, any read, of them. I read Gamblefish, which is straight garbage. So, anyway. <laughs> what was that one you were telling me that was actually really good? Liar Game's really good. It's probably the best, other than this, like, gamble manga. Hey, hey Victor, Kakegurui is very good. No, <laughs> but it's kind of fun. It it it's, does it's things. It's fun in an extreme junk food sort of way. Yeah. I, I mean, I do love it. I sometimes it's what you need. You don't need Oscar bait every time. Sometimes you need something that's doing something weird and different and awful and great, like JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. Sometimes you just need weeb trash that makes you feel awful afterwards. Is it a cotton candy anime? Tastes good, no substance. Sometimes you just need big titty anime girls orgasming over card games. Fuck, I do. (laughs) (laughs) And now Tim Uh, is regretting that he does not watch this. No, no, he's in the right by not regretting that. You get big slabs of meat playing gambling. I am so... And that's, like, almost better. 
isn't it? So, um, we start this episode with the only riddle. Yeah. I, okay, this is like the worst part of the episode, right? Yeah. It, I mean, it's, it really sets you up for failure because this is the exact kind of stuff that precedes like most awful parts of this anime. Yeah. Can I can I unsubscribe from Sphinx Facts? No. That's you're really hard make, to say. You're gonna make narrator Kun very upset. Yeah. He, he's he's got to he's got to feed his kids. Yeah. And put them through narrator. Well, school. he's wasting my goddamn time. <laughs> I mean, at least right. at least they're actually employing him properly instead of getting Joseph to do it like they did that one time. <laughs> I, I'm sure the union had a lot to say about that. <laughs> You're right. The narrator union <laughs> took them to task. Yeah. I love this hieroglyphic of the Sphinx eating a guy. <laughs> you know? It's, so it's good. extremely good. It's just the mouth falls down and this guy's like, ah! Like, I, it gives like, me life. <laughs> I get the feeling this isn't a real hieroglyphic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you would also think that Medjet is not a real hieroglyphic, and it is. What now? In fact, I'm going to uh, I'll keep vamp for me while I podcast Google. Uh, so, if only we hadn't gotten more of this fucking Sphinx facts, maybe we would have gotten another hand of poker. Yeah, more than two. Yeah. More than two. No, we I mean, I don't. Two. I don't regret this. I mean, the, no, I we get some good shots of the Stardust Crusaders like posing and getting ready to <laughs> canvas Cairo because they're looking for this particular building. And it's just like, you guys are going to search on foot the capital city of Egypt. Folks at home. Do yourselves a favor and look up Medjet, actual hieroglyphic Medjet. It is. It's like a guy wearing a bad ghost costume. It's a bad look, ghost costume. But both, it's staring at you. Hieroglyphics go to the side. Medjet looks straight at you, wearing a bed sheet. It's like, yeah. So what? <laughs> What are you going to do about it? It's like a time traveler went back and put it there just to mock you. Oh, my God. I, didn't expect, I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> I have no idea. It's so derpy. I... Oh. That jet facts, everyone. Uh, um, its proportions yeah, make no um, sense. <laughs> no. All right, so 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 our boys uh, show up to this cafe. They finally well, arrived in Cairo. Ooh! They play yeah. the, the the music, the good uh, Stardust Platinum mix, where it's just like we hit a big milestone in our travel. Oh, we get to see Dio reigning over his army of sphinxes. Oh my god, I was so excited! <laughs> Shadow we Dio finally like, got more sta- Dio! It's been standing. years! I, I do love that that image and that metaphor, though, because it does pay off the whole riddle of the sphinx thing. It's actually a good metaphor for, like, they have to solve these dumb stand puzzles to get to Dio. Do you notice I mean, all those sphinxes had different faces on them of the stand users that were going to oh, fight? Oh, no, I didn't. No, I didn't. What? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah, it's true. I'm going to look this up now. It's true. Uh, let, let, me, let me get back don't, to that don't scene. Don't fact check me. <laughs> the answer to all the sphinx riddles is star platinum. Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, they yeah. do kind of have different faces, but it's hard to really distinguish yeah. them. I, I recognize some of them. So... Yeah, you're right. They arrive in a cafe just in the middle of the <laughs> desert. Just, it's just sure. 
after canvassing all of Cairo. <laughs> now, I, I kind of want to break this down with y'all. We live in a pretty big city. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it would take 30 days to canvas our city. I, like, how long would it take to canvas a city? Like, you have cars and four people. Um, I it, mean, they're I going mean, into to... shops and they're, like, showing people pictures and asking them. And that takes up a lot of time, more than you might expect. Yeah, it's not why, just, why not just traveling and looking for it. Because you can't, like, you would have to cover every block of the city. Like, I... I mean, on average, you would only have to cover half the city. I feel like Polnareff didn't hold up his end of the bargain. He what went. Do you mean? He went and slept for like three days. Oh, Polnareff <laughs> almost certainly got into a stand fight. Oh yeah. <laughs> what what I'm really, you know, what I'm really impressed by is that uh, Joseph suddenly got a shit ton of copies of this. Oh like yeah, I was like, like, how many cameras? Like did he they had break? A, It's like he had a whole factory full of Polaroid cameras. I love the idea that he found, like, a camera shop and just went nuts. All <laughs> <laughs> the guys, like, screaming, what are you doing? No, he, just, he just almost imagine certainly... An American, <laughs> just imagine an American, like, running into your uh, camera shop and just karate chopping all of your merchandise. You know he <laughs> walked in and in the... cut a $600,000 check first and just handed it to the guy and yeah. then went nuts. <laughs> I, I really just imagined him throwing, like, a big, you know, money stack you know all wrapped up just in his face see i disagree because of something that happens in like two minutes here but first we get synchronized drinking i don't have information for uh people who aren't paying you have to buy a drink first so they they buy four iced teas get no information out of the bartender <laughs> And then they all pick up their glass at the same time and drink in absolute unison. It's like the scene when they leave the Jotaro mansion at the beginning. <laughs> <laughs> and they, like, all their eyes are occluded by, like, shadows, and it's just a really good shot. It's right, so but- good. They're so fucking over it. I do have one problem with this. What? Why didn't we get Iggy drinking a glass of tea too? <laughs> I know. I like. I wrote down. Where's Iggy? <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out later. He was there later. beforehand. <laughs> Honestly, I'm really just uh, missing Kakuin. Yeah. yeah. I love the way oh, the fucking barkeep pours these drinks. No, <laughs> he's, he's just, just staring at the picture, it. and it's just wrist just turns, and his wrist turns so casually again. pouring them. He's a professional. Degrees. He, he is knows. a professional. Is he? Yeah, so they're pretty defeated because they're asking around. Nobody at this place has them, knows about it. So they're getting ready to leave. Right. They were showing the picture of uh, Dio's fortress. I don't know. Wherever That's he's hiding out at. And no, none of the people know where it is. Nope. Except sorry. For one guy in the corner speaks up. A stand user. Yeah, we're a stand user. An obvious stand user with like snake scales on his face. (laughs) I was gonna say face scales. Thank you. (laughs) I thought I was saying robot face, but I totally see face scales. (laughs) Yeah, uh, we we were freaking out over this. It's just like, yes, why wouldn't you trust the one person who just, without you showing him the pictures, just says, "I know where that is." (laughs) Like. (laughs) The way he's like doing card tricks in the corner. 
He's the one guy sitting at a, like an actual card table. <laughs> no. Actual card table. He's just like just stunting with his cards right over in the corner. He's doing actual impossible things with playing cards. Yep. And then we cut to end of the world. Oh yeah, because he introduces himself. The music it zooms on his face. I love everything about Darby. He's perfect. They play it perfectly. He's animated perfectly. The music's perfect. <laughs> it's the best. It's incredible. It's very good. It's it's incredible how well Araki just nails the character development on this guy in just a few short strokes here, <laughs> because he yeah, doesn't he, really in- deviate from it or undercut it. He's very well realized. Like from the moment you see him, like everything shows you that he's like the gambler archetype. Yeah, he's wearing like a dealer's jacket. He's wearing like, and so he's like, "Yes, I've got it." And Jotaro proceeds to like, sorry, Joseph walks up. You know, billionaire Joseph Joestar. It's like that scene from the Tuxedo, Washington, Washington, Lincoln. Washington. Washington. You're a billionaire and you try to grease the guy with seven bucks? <laughs> he's like, I'll give you $20 for this. And he's like, I'm interested in something more. $40. <laughs> really, dude? You're like, I have he's no here use for money. Your- like, Money doesn't interest me. What really gets me going is the, just the thrill of gambling. Ooh. And I have written in my notes, Gamburu. Gamburu. Kakegurui. Mashoka. Mashoka. I am uh, ready to get my gamble freak on. mustache, too. Oh, mm. the mustache and- is so good. <laughs> it really highlights the character. And before anybody gets a chance to really think about it, he, he throws a bet out into the, like like just throws out a bet and he's like hey i'll throw these two pieces of dried fish that cat over there we'll see <laughs> which one it'll walk towards oh man thank god we have canary in a coal mine fucking <laughs> bull in the <raft> here yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i'm try- i'm tired of bargaining old man tell us what you we want to know <laughs> like he's like fine i'll take this bet it's like will you wager sure. your soul yeah, whatever. That can't be real, right? <laughs> Good dog. <Okay>. Good dog. <laughs> How do you not curb stomp this man at that? Like, seriously, why is the stand user asking me to bet my soul before giving us this information? Like, and, and until now, all... like they still don't know he's a stand user. Like, come on, my guys. He's like, like I said, pulls he Jotaro aside. He freely says, "I know where that is," having not seen the pictures. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. pulls Jotaro aside and he's like. You think this is a stand user? I, I <laughs> like, like that which, they, that they keep do an this. eye on him. It's just like, look, <laughs> if he tries anything shady, just use Star Platinum to fuck him off. <laughs> like, which, whoa, oh, a good plan. I know it's not I'm... going to work because they did it, but <laughs> <laughs> do you think? Do you think Avdol uses fortune telling powers for that prediction? <laughs> <laughs> Wait a minute. Why wasn't he good at that? 
<laughs> Never try to gamble with a fortune. Like he, he already says that like as a catchphrase. He used it twice. This could have been number three. Yeah, he could have. But he he decides that he's uh, too impulsive to gamble. Well, he decides that later. But yeah. you know, after after the the brain injury, it's just not the same. Yeah. He, he says, "Okay, I was Doesn't thinking have about the gift this." Anymore. I was thinking about this. He says later. It's like, look, Jotaro is perfectly cool and collected. I am super impulsive, which he he shows like four times over the course of these two episodes. And I'm like, this doesn't feel like the Avadol I knew. And then I remembered, I'm like, what actual character points am I basing that off of before he died? (laughs) He's got like the moment in the jail cell with Jotaro, the fight with Polnareff. And, uh, <laughs> and just the moments before he dies when he's trying to convince Polnareff not to be rash, which I guess is why I think of him as the level-headed one. <laughs> the secret is none of them are level-headed. <laughs> the secret is violence. So anyways, Polnareff Pol- agrees to this bet. really bad bet. Oh my bet. god. I'll trade my soul for what you say. I want, like, <laughs> for question mark? You know, like, who knows? And of course, like so, you he know, picks he picks the right one, I think, and then uh, Dari picks the other one, and the cat runs up, grabs both pieces, but he grabs he the left go- one first, then yeah. the right one, and runs oh, away. Oh God, Tim! Why did you post this? No, cat? This no because it's a cat that exists in JoJo. Stop it's posting Iraqi animal. animals. <laughs> Look, you need to know. It's important. This is a form of violence, Tim. And also, yeah. readers, don't read the manga. Because there are animals that are rocky straws, and this is... <laughs> you know, this is probably better than what I expected him to have drawn. It's yeah. better, it's but like it's still toe. not anything less than horrifying. There's, it, <laughs> it's shaped like a toe. <laughs> Considering what Iggy looks like in the manga, I'll take it. I, all right, so Darby has the best stand ever, right? It helps him control cats. <laughs> yeah. I think he just does that. There's no, no way that he, he can tell, like, make a cat do anything. That's not true. Have you not seen pet shenanigans? Like, I like. Oh, never mind. That's a regional reference that nobody's gonna get. There are pet shows where you can train cats and people get them to do really interesting things. Yeah, I don't. I don't believe it. No, I've seen them. It's true. Yep. People yeah. do it. Uh, but yeah, this like, cat what? just jumps right onto Darby's lap afterward. Yep. Yeah, he's like, "Oh yeah, it's my cat," and they're like, "You're <laughs> son of a." <laughs> but look, it's not cheating if you don't get caught. But so, he got caught. Well, no, he got caught <laughs> well, after the bet was over. Yep. Because that's like, still the, cheating. <laughs> so Polnareff's like, like yelling. He's like, "Ah, oh, the cat was going for mine." And Darby's like, "All right, well, whatever." And Darby's like, "Hold on, you gotta pay up." And Polnareff's like, "Pay what?" And then your soul. Darby's stand comes uh, out. It's you, you and mean, this is not an original observation, but it's you handsome, mean handsome Squidward. Squidward. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's handsome Squidward. <laughs> Like I, I keep look, I keep staring at his stand, and I can't see anything other than handsome Squidward. It's so gorgeous. Like, why is it making blue steel face? It's great. Uh, I love <laughs> I though love that him. prior to this stand appearing and taking Polnareff's soul, he goes through all the trouble of explaining it. He's like, "I'm a stand user. My stand, Osiris, steals people's souls." He's he's real upfront with them about it. Oh yeah! After he has Polnareff's soul in literal, like he just starts getting needed in some unpleasant ways. And, yeah. and Jotaro didn't use Star Platinum when he's describing this before he nope. starts pulling nope. out Polnareff's soul. He really should have, but I guess Jotaro was just kind of shook that this was. Like, he's like, "Is he, this guy for real?" And he just didn't believe him. I guess until the, he already had Polnareff's soul in hand. 
Look, I think if somebody tells you they're a stand user, you should just believe them. Oh, just, yeah, just kill them immediately, yeah. Just punch the shit out of them. So he's like, hold on, don't kill me, because then Polnareff dies. And I was about I to be like, like we did it! <laughs> yeah, I know. Like, again, someone takes the wrong hostage, because right. you know there had to have been a moment where Jotaro was like... Yeah, I see Polnareff. Uh, I, I saw Polnareff get his soul taken out of his body, and I look around at uh, all, the rest of the crew, and I'm like, okay, this is your chance, guys. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's it. Like, you got rid of Polnareff. And don't you know it, the one person who might actually throw in for Polnareff throws in for Polnareff. Yep. Because yeah. Joseph needs his car driver. <laughs> <laughs> that's the nicest. That's the, like,. That's not what I thought you were going to say. Yeah, I thought you were going to say Avdol. Because Avdol does run over to him. He's like, he's dead! Because apparently that does stop your heart, which leads to a lot of questions about it. But Joseph is the one who decides to risk it all. He is ready to get his gamble freaks on. That's because Joseph is a huckster. He is a scam artist. (laughs) Master! But this is all one big bit. You know what? While we have a moment before we get started again, Victor... Darby is a reference to Trent Darby, isn't it? Uh, I'm taking your word for this. I had never heard of uh, of Terrence Trent Darby bef- until I heard his name on a podcast recently, actually. Huh, I hadn't either, but it's technically a music reference, right? Uh, yeah, let's do it. Welcome back to JoJo's Bizarre Western Music Reference. I'm Victor, and I'll be your guide back to the late 80s, where we're looking at another reference Araki pulled directly from recent pop chart success, Terrence Trent Darby. That's D-A-R-B-Y, and there is indeed an apostrophe after the D, though that wasn't always there. Terrence Trent Darby was born in 1962 as Terrence Trent Howard. No, he's not that Terrence Howard, and as far as I can tell, he's never made an appearance on Empire, though now I think he should. Anyway, his mother married a man named James Benjamin Darby, no apostrophe, and Terrence took his name. Later, he would add the apostrophe as a personal identity statement, or at least that's how I read it. Unlike a lot of people we cover on this segment, Darby didn't come right out of the gates thinking about a music career. He didn't drop out of high school to play nightclubs or anything like that. He actually trained as a boxer in his teenage years. And in 1980, he won the Florida Golden Gloves Lightweight Championship, which is a pretty respectable amateur title. I'm glad he was really good, because... Oh man, it would have been a crime to mess up this guy's face. Terrence Trent Darby was a good-looking guy, and boxing was a real risk there. Anyway, the U.S. Army apparently scouted Darby to attend their boxing school, but he passed on that offer to attend college instead. He spent one year at the University of Central Florida before dropping out and going into the Army anyway. Two years after that, he was court-martialed and dishonorably discharged for going AWOL. At this point, he's 21 years old and his resume already looks pretty bad. 
But while he was stationed in West Germany, he got into music, and this was what he turned to after the army kicked him out. He released one album in Germany with a band called The Touch, then in 1986 left for London, where he performed with a band called The Bojangles. Not long after that, he met a producer who helped him get a record deal, and in 1987, Darby released his debut album, Introducing the Hardline, according to Terence Trent Darby. This album did extremely well commercially, hitting number one in three countries and number four in the U.S. It spawned the number one single, Wishing Well, and three other well-received singles, including another in the top ten. Critics liked it too. His intensely soulful voice could run the range from smoldering to scorching. Here, just listen to him belt on the single, If You Let Me Stay. This album would earn Darby the Grammy for Best R&B Vocal Performance Male in 1989, as well as a nomination for Best New Artist. Later that year, he would follow up with his sophomore album... Wait, am I reading this right? Oh dear God. Neither Fish Nor Flesh, parentheses, a soundtrack of love, faith, hope, and destruction, end parentheses. <laughs> well, it's... Unsurprising from that title that the critical consensus on this album is that, hey, Darby's really good, but he's not good enough to get away with whatever pretentious bullshit he's trying to pull off here. Consumers were likewise turned off by the highly experimental album, and that basically tells the story of Darby's career from here out. He never had another successful album or single in the US, though the UK still liked him well into the 90s. But listen to some of these album titles, and you tell me whether he went off the deep end. Symphony or Damn, Vibrator, Angels and Vampires, Volume 1 and Volume 2, Ni- No, sorry, excuse me, wait, wait. Nigor Mortis. Yeah, you're not gonna catch me saying that one the way it's supposed to be pronounced. I ain't no fool. Uh, Return to Zuathalon, The Rise of the Zugebrian Time Lords? Yeah, this dude is on some next-level shit. I guess now would be a good time to mention also that he changed his name in the early 2000s to Sananda Maitreya, which he said he has understood to mean rebirth in Sanskrit. It doesn't mean that. Also, he said he changed his name because of a series of dreams he had had like six years prior to doing it, and some spiritual nonsense about receiving, quote, a new spirit, a new will, a new identity. Yeah, sure, whatever, man. I just wanted to know who your dealer is. Anyway, we'll always have that first album to look back on. Uh, so let's go out on the other single from it to hit the top ten. Sign your name. Sign your name across my heart. I want you to be my baby. Sign your name across my heart. I want you to be my We'll all be wishing Polnareff well, cause his soul's gone. Hey, they're gonna need you know? to to toss a coin into a wishing well to get him back. Sure. Are.
right, we're done. We're done. We're done. Yeah, yeah. Let's get back to this episode. That was, Thank you. That, that was a mercy because if you had gone one more deep, I was been, been done. It missed this quality JoJo episode, and I'm not even saying that as a joke this time. No, this it's quality, this not quality. So I didn't put some air quotes. I guess the air stank on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. Speed wagon. You can hear the every other letter being capitalized. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so Polnareff gets his soul ripped from his body because as. Trent or er, Darby the gambler very helpfully explains when you gamble and lose your soul comes loose like his stand isn't to gamble his stand is just to steal souls it only works when someone loses a, a bet I, think, I mean I um, like that, that I think metaphysical his, theory I think yeah. his explanation is that um it becomes easier when somebody loses a bet I think should... he can do it otherwise but these people are also stand users and probably too strong-willed to have that work on them which really makes me think that he's a terrifying stand user that is just wandering around stealing souls for no reason yeah it's not great it's it's weird that he's he's really really adamant about them wagering their soul though so see okay i think i got it I don't think he needs them to wager at all. I think he could take their soul at any time. He's just a dramatic bitch of a stand user. <laughs> what? A stand well, user? That being a dramatic bitch? No! <laughs> so no! Saying, are you saying he's horny for gambling? Yes. So yes. am I. It's this a gamble just, anime. This is right? just Kakegurui all over again. It's all gamble <laughs> animes. They're all horny for gambling all the way down. The, the gamble animes never work unless the the characters are into it for reasons beyond rationality. Yep. I mean, this is what years of pachinko parlors have done to the Japanese population, I think. <laughs> oh, God. So... <laughs> <laughs> so not only does he steal Polnareff's soul, his stand needs it and folds it and stretches it. Like, <laughs> full, full Laffy Taffy. And then and clap. <laughs> and then a poker chip with Polnareff's face falls out. And just the way these these faces on these poker chips are all terrible and I hate it. And I love it. Like just how tight they're framed. They're, they're simultaneously terrifying and really fucking cool. I know. <laughs> it Like, I don't even think it's a line that like... You need to go one way or the other. I think it's strictly just both and really good at it. Yeah, like, you see it, I'm like, okay, yeah. that's cool, and also fucking horrifying. Don't could do you that make to a... anyone ever. <laughs> could you make a very good haunted house with just props from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? No. Because I'm thinking, like, this would make a really good haunted house prop. It's just just people's faces. Like you have to like go all fe- in with the casino yeah. aspect and have a haunted casino. Ooh. You know, I've never seen a haunted casino, but that could be good. I yeah. think that's that's a that's a million dollar idea right there. Yeah. Shit! Yeah, I'm gonna pitch that in Vegas. TM. <laughs> do not steal do not steal okay, first we just need a casino and then we need a lot of people to die in it <laughs> or one really mad guy to die in it yeah we need darby to die in it right now or we just pitch like operating a casino literally anywhere during october <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah you just ask people to to wager their uh souls (laughs) and if you go over 21 you'll lose your soul (laughs) (laughs) how about that yugi boy (laughs) god that just sounds like everyone would go to that casino too and just everyone that's definitely run by the devil (laughs) but you would go to the halloween casino (laughs) and you'd like i bet my soul like they give you a special chip when you walk in the door that just says one soul on it and everyone's dressed in hollow as vampires and mummies and then you're like (laughs) you have to sign the back of the chip there's there's a demon stop giving satan ideas <laughs> so there's a demon in the back room be like, man, I can't believe this is actually working and we're making money. What's happening? Here? Somebody's taking notes right now, Joey. <laughs> Nobody ever leaves this casino. How is how are more people coming to this? It must be so popular. <laughs> Nobody wants to leave. <laughs> Now, hold on, I'm like keeping this idea. This is a really good D&D idea, where like demons are running a casino where you can bet souls, and the party has to break into the soul vault in the back. Ooh. TM, 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 TM. This is definitely going to be a one-shot I'm going to make now. Sounds good. Uh, anyway... Sorry, so, what are we doing next time on he, uh, Joe, Joe Star All Stars? We'll be playing D and D. So he gets this poker chip with Polnareff's face on it, cut real tight, so it just looks like every other JoJo face. Uh, <laughs> so, but, but somehow, you, you know it's Polnareff. You can tell. I mean, yeah. if it had kept the hair pointing out over the edge of the chip. <laughs> oh, I, don't, I don't want hairy poker chips. No, I'm just imagining it having, like, a brush. Just, like, an actual brush on the edge. I like that his book of poker chips has, like, nice little engraved placards next to all the chips. Yep. I love that he's not real fastidious about it either because he's like, here's, uh, well, first he he says to Avdol after Avdol gets really intense, do you remember what you were doing on the night of September the 22nd, 1984 at 11.15 p.m.? I do. I remember what I was doing. Japanese is just this wall of noise and numbers. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> like it reminds me of something but i can't quite place it like right? yeah it's Jap- just japanese is not the most elegant when it comes to numbers i don't think <laughs> yeah but he it's like i remember i was i was in california and i was taking this motherfucker's soul and oh yeah here's his wife and his dad and his brother like and if you and read dog. the plaques, it's just a Stephen Moore, and then next to him, Mrs. Moore, and then underneath him, Daddy Moore. <laughs> Daddy Moore. I really didn't want to check their IDs. <laughs> I didn't ask what their names were. I mean, I just it slipped my mind in the thrill of the gamble. <laughs> I had already engraved them and put them in there before I had realized. <laughs> He does this himself, uh, right? He's really good at like uh shit, scrapbooking. Yeah. 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 I, no, I believe his, it. No, I think it's his brother who makes them. He actually got one of those commemorative uh quarter books and just started using that. <laughs> Ooh, one of those quarter <laughs> books that you had the state. No, those weren't around then. Yeah. This is like, that's that's anachronistic jo- <laughs> grant. I I, I don't know. Uh, So <laughs> he lays it all out for them. 
Pol- he's got Polnareff's soul, but he'd be willing to wager it in another gamble. <laughs> this is ap- like we've already set the stage. He's like, all right, cheating's on the table as long as no one catches you. Uh, I'm yep. really fucking good at gambling. You have to wager your soul. Like, and also, I am a scam artist. Like, yeah. so expect the cheating. Yes. And also, I am really prideful. I took the time to tell you my name and my stand and spell my name for you and even tell you there was an apostrophe that, that, right. that you don't D- pronounce in it. A-R-B-Y. <laughs> Darby. With an apostrophe, apostrophe after the D. D. And then he offers them a piece of chocolate. And I was <laughs> like, like taunting these, them. <laughs> these two episodes are so good. I, <laughs> yeah. Because this is a just a character beat. But it's also plot relevant. Yeah, like I, I like I, that it, his eyes do glow in this too. It's just kind uh, of spooky. It's great. I love him. I love every second uh, he's on screen. He's talking. His voice actors <laughs> nailing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's. Ex- I feel like his voice actor is going for an accent, but I don't know what sort of accent he's going for. Yeah, accents in Japanese are not something I am uh, trained to yeah. or qualified to. I, it, I always... it can be difficult sometimes to really pick out what they're going for, but it works here. Whatever he's doing, I was I always like I always felt like it was sort of like a gambit accent, <laughs> a Creole <laughs> Japanese accent. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, I'm trying to even. I, I don't I, even I, want to... now. I have to wonder what it sounds like in the dub. <laughs> Hold on, I've got the episode pulled up with the dub right now, don't I? Oh, he Hold definitely, I like, it. Tim's nailed it. He would definitely have a Creole accent. Yeah. <laughs> I don't like it. I don't, I, no. I don't that's, need it. That's what I internalized for myself. It's, it's what he looks like. It's a shame they're not on a riverboat. <laughs> yeah. They're in a riverboat in my heart. Yeah, riverboat. <laughs> they're in a riverboat in my heart, yes. <laughs> so... Joseph is the first one to accept this challenge. Well, okay. He doesn't just accept a challenge. He lays the challenge down. He wipes the table clean, slams a glass and uh, and a bottle onto the table. He is in for this. He's like, I've got this motherfucker. Darby's like, was all that really necessary? Like, <laughs> yeah. Shut He's up. just so yes. cool about it. And like, Good. like, like I said before, um, Joseph is probably the only one here who would have actually took the initiative on this gamble, right? Yeah. No. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because Joseph, this is his his shtick, right? Like, the, he's all about you know subtlety of just like stupid tricks, rope magic. I, for he's for a me, yeah. it's more like um, Jotaro is just full, like completely over Polnareff at this point. Yeah, <laughs> so I think he would uh, be willing to just like. Eh, Do you let remember? It slide. Cut at the losses. end of Anubis, he said, "Don't send me anywhere with him alone ever again." <laughs> and then they fucking did it again. <laughs> again, this is his time. This is his chance to get rid of him. And then uh, Avdol, I-, I think he's too much of a, a-, a chicken shit to actually do this. He- he- right. I think he'd be too afraid to do it. Maybe he's just opposed to gambling on principle. Because he's probably a Muslim. Is, is, is that a yeah. thing? Yeah. Yes. Oh, I didn't know. <laughs> Along with uh, drinking. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. That squares the circle, and it's great that we get a like. This is a Trixie Joseph fight. We haven't gotten this since Battle Tendency. 
and it's really good because it reminds you of why you just love Joseph so much from back then. Mm-hmm. He's 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 got this planned out. He knows what he's doing. He's got his cheat figured out. He's he's got Jose or Jotaro watching to make sure Darby doesn't cheat. He's so confident right here too. Yeah, this is this is that been, good. I've never been more attracted to him. <laughs> <laughs> never been more attracted to old Joseph. Yeah. Because he slams the glass down, pours just a random liquor into it, and explains the game. Do you know what surface tension is? And I think Darby already knows what the gamble is before Joseph even starts explaining it. He's just waiting for Joseph to officially uh, chronicle the rules. Yep. I mean, because you know, like, Darby is the type of person who set up every, like... We find out later that everything in sight is something he arranged. Like, he definitely had a glass ready, and he had coins ready, just hoping for Joseph to do something like this. <laughs> he was probably expecting Joseph to do the thing that we're all screaming at him to do the entire episode, but yes. we'll get to that in a second. Yes. <laughs> this is we'll the one gaping flaw with these episodes. Yeah. <laughs> now, the idea is they're going to add coins to a cup to let overflows. They can take turns, and... So yeah, Joseph tells Jotaro to watch with Star Platinum Specialized to keep <laughs> to make sure no, there's no cheating going on. Yeah, and Look whoever specialize. Uh, causes the cup's uh, surface tension to break and for the water, uh, the liquid to overflow, loses. And Darby accepts the bet. Is that where he goes? Go ahead, Mister Joestar. Go ahead, Mister <laughs> Joestar. Well, after well, he... Joseph agrees to bet his soul, he says, "Gudo." Gudo. Gudo. Gudo is like the magic spell that makes it happen. I think the the, the bet is on. Sure. Yeah, that's the Kakegurui Mashoka. Yep. That it's. Oh, and uh, Joseph's doing everything he can here. He's intentionally fucking up the guy's name to try to tilt him. Yeah, and... Barbie, the bet's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Obi. And That's it... classic Joseph stuff yeah, right there. That's something is. he would have done to cars, all right? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> and he's like, just like, gl- like kind of gloating inside his own head. He's like, huh, I know exactly how to uh, play this game. This is the old coin and glass trick. A specialty of mine. I know that there's enough liquid in there for at least eight or nine uh, coins to go in. So I'm good. And then Darby has to pick up the glass himself and inspect it. Yeah. He's like, how many coins can I put in at a time? And he's like, as many as you want, as long as it all goes in together. It's truly a mistake. And everything (laughs) Darby or Obi or whatever does... It's just so fucking extra. I love it. Like when he's inspecting the coin, flips it in the air, catches it between two fingers as he points at him with it. You know, <laughs> it's yep. Uh, he, then he like really sells him dramatically putting these coins into the cup. Like he's mm. he's his hands trembling, he's sweating. Like it's all for theatrics because he knows what he's doing. Yeah, but. I, okay, the first uh, five times I watched this episode, I felt pretty bad because, spoiler alert, Joseph loses here. <gasps> but on the most recent two watchings, <laughs> I'm actually come full round. Like, this is a good triumphant moment for Joseph because he kind of does it. He just slightly gets edged out in the end. Yeah. You know? mm-hmm. yeah. It, it's one of the magical things about these two episodes is that they never undercut any of the characters in there. No, nobody feels <laughs> like they... Except for Polnareff, but... No, Polnareff got exactly <laughs> no, what he... Yeah. He got he really <laughs> deserves. You're right, that wasn't undercutting, that was... That, that, was, that, was, that was just yeah. cutting. That was over was the plate. Just playing the character. 
That was actually playing the character, though. Like, part of Polner's character is that he's a cocky bastard. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> he's just going to go up and be like, yeah, whatever, I'll wager my soul. <laughs> so, yep. huh. we, we get to Joseph, and it's Joseph's turn, and he just picks up one coin, and he dangles it just under the surface of the glass. And you can see from the back of the coin, Jotaro spies that he has a little cotton ball that's soaked in the liquid that he's using to add more liquid to the glass. <laughs> this order- is why it was important that he took his glove off before he started doing this. Because yep. he, like, if he had stained his glove with it, it would have been really obvious. <laughs> it's so it's clever. A, it, like, he, it sets up and he's, he really earns this and it's pretty fun. Because he does the cheat and he's like, I did it. Nothing else can fit in there. And, like, he, he goes to move his hand away, and Darby grabs his hand, and I'm like, oh, shit, did he find out? <gasps> but it turns out he's just, like, being angry at him getting his name wrong. Yeah, because <laughs> yep. he keeps, because he's doing, like, Genro is actually impressed with Joseph here, because he's like, oh, he's making him lose his composure by fucking up his name over and over again. <laughs> it's like, like, this is a good move. I gotta remember uh-huh. this one. It seems like the old man really is a, a gamble freak. He is the yeah. game master. God damn it! God, he's, he, it's impressive to me how much he had done to 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 rig this game, and the fact that he gets outplayed like <laughs> is also amazing and awesome. It, it, it's earned. It's so fun because Darby like gets up and he takes a look at the glass. He's like, ah, ah. And gets one more coin in. <gasps> and Joseph can't believe it. Joseph yeah, said, wait, he, it was full. Yeah, he, He's he, like, that's impossible! Like, he actually gets up and screams it. Yeah, he's like, uh, the, the light's really weird from back over here. Let me move over to your side and drop it in. And he drops it in without spilling it. And freaks out Joseph. Joseph, like, leaps to his feet because he can't believe what he just saw. Yeah, because... Apparently, Joseph does this game competitively, and <laughs> yeah. well, you know you're a billionaire, and you've been scamming your friends, prob- probably you know American senators out of like bar money. For, Look, if, for years. if somebody was going around collecting the souls of American senators as poker chips, I would like give everything I have to support this person. <laughs> Doing the Lord's work, uh, but he's just he's. He's shook. He doesn't know how this happened. He did it perfectly. He knows he did it perfectly. Well, go ahead, Mr. Joestar. Go ahead, Mr. Joestar. Uh, <laughs> and Joestar. Joseph is having the worst time of it because he knows the moment he puts a uh, a coin in here, he's fucked. All right. So now we so have we let's, have to let's talk about the we, thing. We have to do it. Yeah. <laughs> did Joseph forget he knows I'm on? More importantly, this oh. was. This exact use of a mode was a major plot point in Battle Tendency. <laughs> Joseph could pick so, the water up. So this I think is, this he might... could turn this glass upside down without spilling it. <laughs> I don't think he'd be able to do it without being called out on cheating. Like I, I think it would be very obvious that he's. Doing I think it. he could easily spin that by saying we didn't say that superpowers were against the rules. Like I mean, you could use them on. I right? Stop you. <laughs> it's like it's like you're already using your stand to steal my soul after. Like, <laughs> oh man, I like, went we, way we didn't simpler. Pro- I was we like, didn't for pro- like prohibit stands either. I went with man. Why doesn't he just use that same little cotton ball that he used to squeeze in stuff to just. Take some out. 
That was his only cotton ball, and it was comp- it still soaked there. It won't it won't absorb he it. He just squeezed it in. <laughs> you could probably so, get a little bit out, that. yeah. But no, like the the problem here is that it, he could just use Hamon to make sure that it breaks on his uh, opponent's turn. He could have done sure. that already. Yep. <laughs> I'm just remembering that scene. <laughs> I would, where... I would have loved that if he had just started like filled it all the way, like way past the cup. <laughs> <laughs> Giant column of liquor. It's like okay, it's just, go ahead. It's in the shape of the bottle. <laughs> <laughs> like just is very forgetful in his old age. <laughs> I guess. And he's, I mean, he's 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 been sent on his heels because his big bluff and his big cheat didn't work out. Okay, yeah. Here, how about this? I'll play devil's advocate. I did think of this counter argument. He can't use the hamon because he got shook, and now he's not breathing properly. Like they make a big deal of showing him just like <gasps> the whole time. But I'm like, I, I guess his lungs are really going in his old age because you know I remember he could hold his breath for like ten minutes. And... I'll buy that explanation. Yeah, yeah that's it. I, I can square the circle with that. Starts panting when they get shook and gambling in this, <laughs> and it's great. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, then we get Abdul shouting, "Justasan!" as his soul gets ripped from his body. <laughs> as handsome Squidward, Squidward comes turns him into a pizza pie. <laughs> well, good color shifted handsome Squidward here, so he's actually right? Squidward colored. <laughs> Every time, like, so, like there's a turn in the gamble, the color shifts, and it's very good. Uh, it's a, and this is just a great moment because we have really upped the stakes. This person has two confirmed kills on Stardust Crusaders. Holy now. shit! Yep. Right? <laughs> and, and Darby we, confirms that like he like yeah. he may not have made his final move, but in his heart he already knew he lost, so that's why he, his soul exited his body. Remember this because it's fucking important. <laughs> and this, this is the final rule that gets established here. Yeah. And that's two gambles, two Stardust Crusaders down. And it's beautiful. Like this is already one of the best episodes, and the next one's even better. Can I? Yes. Uh, one of the one of the manga pages that I'm uploading right now is uh, jo- uh, Joseph's soul being grabbed and like squished together, and both Avdol and Joseph are like, "No, Mister Joestar," and Jotaro calls him Grandpa, and it's like the most disturbing thing for me. Yeah, I really don't like it. Jotaro saying Grandpa <laughs> doesn't sound right. I know he says yeah, it doesn't Gigi, sound right, yeah. but. Yeah, Jisan. Thank you, Americanization. <laughs> Americanization, you bastard. I I would have, I would have taken it a little better if he had said like grandfather. I guess. Yeah. It's old man. It's all old uh, man. Yeah, it's, it's all old, old man. man. Yeah. Uh, so, one of the things that I, I I like having discussions about is uh-huh. I talk to other people about me. You know, reading manga versus watching anime, and these two episodes are great reasons why i i want to just read the i just want to watch the anime like i'm not going to read ahead into stone ocean and steel ball run and everything just because the manga is just worded in weird ways and the effects aren't nearly as good as they are in the anime like david production brings it for these mm, like yeah they, they really do all the anime oscars <laughs> <laughs> that's Ugh. something right what would the anime like, Oscar award look like? Oh no! Oh no! no. Taking all bets. <laughs> it's hosted, hosted by Hatsune Miku. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Of all right. I want to believe it's just like 
a statue of Astro Boy. Yeah, Astro Boy. Yeah, it would uh, be Astro Boys. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I'm good with that. Huh. Okay. There'd be okay. awards for like. But anyway, best after and <laughs> best girl, best, <laughs> best <laughs> ongoing shonen. Best Are we really doing this? Waifu. <laughs> yeah, best season. Best so when reference. they do the best ongoing shonen, it's just for that year's output, right? Maybe. Yeah. <laughs> because... Best beach episode. Best. Ooh. <laughs> best beach episode. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Anyway. <laughs> so yeah. Best uh, fake American accent. <laughs> best hot springs episode. No, fake Italian accents where it's at. Mm. <laughs> so... Best use of English. <laughs> <laughs> I love how. Avdol gets to be the guy who's like, you son of a bitch, every time like Darby does something, he just grabs him by the shoulders and throws him away. Look, it's great. He absolutely body slams him here. Darby has stolen both of his boyfriends. He's very upset. Very true. upset. It's true. It's very true. <laughs> the bartender is like, Joseph hey, you gotta take this outside. What the hell are you doing here? Yeah, Jotaro Jotaro just, just gives it. <laughs> fucking shouts at him. <laughs> this isn't your Shut business. Up. We're doing stuff. <laughs> and this is when Jatar lifts up the glass from the table and realizes a little chocolate smudged under it. All right. Yep. Sure. That's and that's how this that is, works. This is something I can actually believe. I love this cheat. It's uh, it, it, it yeah. works. It's a very believable cheat. So yeah. Derby put a piece of chocolate on one end of the glass to tilt it slightly so that the surface tension from Joseph and Jotaro's side looks like it's greater than it is. And then he moved out of the way, so the sun melted it, leveling the glass, allowing one more coin to go in. It's I so love, clever. I love how many levels there are to this. Because yeah. to pull this off, to do this, you have to, A, assume that Joseph is going to cheat by adding more liquid uh, than... Cheat somehow. So, yes, cheat somehow, but specifically by, by like maxing it out somehow. Right. Well, the, second, yeah. he, you have to assume that he is doing this by visually reading the surface tension. Yeah. <laughs> it's good. It's real, real good. Well, he could. Uh, that's why he confirmed the coin thing, because he could probably read it almost as well as Joseph did. Even if Joseph didn't cheat it, he could have also just slipped more coins in. Like, yeah. He had the leeway. Yeah. yeah. But then uh, he's, he just gets up, brushes himself off, and is like, yeah, uh, I know you're real mad, but just remember... You do anything to me, your your bud souls are gone forever. Mm-hmm. He's just so smug. It's so, so good. So smug, <sighs> dusting himself off. <sighs> we get a good parlor scene over the credits as he just explains what's going on. And then Jotaro steps up to the plate. Mm. And he chooses the game. It's poker. Straight up five card single draw poker. Ooh. And Darby... It just looks so fucking happy right now. The way he's bent over and looking at him and dressing himself off is so extra. I love it. <laughs> it's like, oh, poker. That's one of my favorite games. This is my game. Really? I couldn't tell. Yeah, I mean, really, the gambler. <laughs> the gambler with the, with the poker chips? No. The guy who's just like doing card stunts in a corner. 
I thought it was oh. basketball, but here it is. You know, <laughs> there's an alternate ending where they where they finish this with horse. <laughs> Let's ball, Mister Joestar. <laughs> and then Iggy wins for them because there's no rule that says a dog can't play basketball. <laughs> Ooh, got him. <laughs> now I want that alternate episode. <laughs> Welcome to Joe Star All Stars for all your Airbud deep cuts. <laughs> and this begins what the dynamic where it's Jotaro cool as a cucumber and Abdul losing his goddamn mind. <laughs> it's so good every time they do it. Abdul does it really well. Yeah, and and I appreciate that from the guy with the fire stand. Yeah, yeah. It, like, the episode ends on Jotaro being like, he may not be strong, but he's the most dangerous person we've yet encountered. That It's true. He has two confirmed kills at Stardust Crusaders. That's two <laughs> more him. than anybody else. Yeah. Hey, Horace got one. <laughs> right. Oh, stick. I suppose he still doesn't know. Does he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. Look, even Araki thought that one was going to stick. <laughs> until he did, until it didn't. Stan Smoke. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I, man. I feel like I have to ask even less than last episode, but Victor, how did you like it? God, these episodes are so fucking good. What am I supposed to say to these? You guys hyped them up to the sky, and it still <laughs> lived up to that. Oh. <laughs> I'm glad. If you didn't like these episodes, I would have broken up with you. Yeah. Right. I, I mean... I don't blame you as I am today. If I were that person, I guess I wouldn't have understood. <laughs> but I'm not. So here I am, continuing the podcast. Like yes. I don't know how you watch JoJo, enjoy JoJo, and get to these episodes and then not like them. God, it's just, oh, I was so happy at the end of it. Because it like, there's, there's a real risk with these kinds of things of not sticking the landing. And yeah. we'll talk about it next time. Oh, my God. Okay, here's the question. Is this mm-hmm. better than the Oingo Boingo episode. That's a good Ooh. question. Man, they do I, different I, things. I love that Oingo Boingo episode because it's just fucking Looney Tunes the entire time. <laughs> I, love I it. like it because it's it's different. It's it's it does a lot of things that are not typical for the show, like doing villain perspective correctly and yeah. uh just like having uh, fucking Polnareff play the the stooge to the villain straight man and like but their personas are shifted for it right yeah. like the the villain seems like the stooge but he's actually playing the straight man in the com in the actual like interaction mm-hmm. oh it's these are these are great episodes i i do like them a lot it's definitely competing i think from here on out the closer stand fights get to this style the better they tend to be where they come up against a larger-than-life, outsized personality with a dangerous, specific stand that they have to outsmart. And those are all the best fights. Yeah. That's all the best fights from here on out. Look, it's a winning formula. Stands that actually adhere to rules? Yeah. Making for good Whoa. stand fights? Because that blows gets... my fucking mind! <laughs> <laughs> I, right? I know. I know. It's, I, the stand does exactly one thing. It does it like three or four times or whatever you you see it happen three or four times not necessarily chronologically but it 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 never does anything else and the, the except for 
training that cat, the, <laughs> the Darby doesn't do anything like super out of the ordinary. Yes, I'm an ultimate gambler <laughs> and cat trainer. <laughs> cat trainer. <laughs> oh, I wanted to just mention also that the bet with the cat is also perfect for this situation, like this particular kind of thing, because it really illustrates the kind of gambler Darby is. Uh, one of my g- favorite things. Yeah, he'll gamble on anything. Yeah. yeah, one of my favorite things is a compulsive gambler will gamble on anything. It doesn't matter. I uh, can't remember what movie it is, like a, a lethal weapon or something. But it's just like, yeah, how about there's two drops of water going down the windshield right now. Well, which one gets to the end first, left or right? I'll bet you on that, you know? That's just how how it is, and this sets you up for the kind of person Darby is. <laughs> it's, it's so perfect. I'm reminded of those scenes from the movie Rat Race. Did y'all ever see that? Yeah, yeah. Like, it keeps cutting back to all the rich assholes who are watching it, and they're just constantly betting on the dumbest things imaginable. Like, they're getting the, the air, they're betting on which airline attendants could, can hold up the, the pull-up longer, or they're, like, getting a prostitute in and trying to gamble on how much she's going to ca- charge for getting their toenail clipped and a jacuzzi full of Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> <laughs> this is what they're gambling on. <laughs> Twenty dollars. <laughs> I don't remember the number, but like she gives a number, and they're like, "Ah!" and they all come out. She's like, "What's going on?" Anyway, <laughs> on that note, thank you all for watching. We can't wait for the next episode. Where can we find everyone? Well, you can find me on Twitter at Los Grantalinus. That's Los underscore Grantalinus. You can find me Tim at Big Blue Zam, where I'll be posting lumpy cats. Don't post Lumpy Cats. Come on now. There's so much better stuff to post. (laughs) And as you say that, I'm going to Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) You can find me on Twitter at TF Waffleman. Tweet at the podcast at Joestar Allstars. And of course, listen to the podcast anywhere you listen to your audio content. Spotify, iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Joestarallstars.fireside.fm is our website. And if you... Oh, I just want to interject real quick. And if you uh, follow us on Twitter, uh, give us a retweet. That would help a lot. Yeah. And if you want to send us an email, shoot it to justarlstars at gmail.com. We, we genuinely love when we get it and we try and call people out. It It's enjoyable. We hope people out there are enjoying us. We're mostly making this for us because we're hilarious and crack each other up. But, you know, if you do, if you like it too. Retweet, like, subscribe, five stars, etc., etc., etc. Yeah. God, yeah. I can't wait for the next episode, too. Yeah! So good. Mm. <laughs> They're all so good. Gamburu. Gamburu? Gamburu. Gamburu. Yeah, now we good. need to do... Kakaguru imasho. So we're, are we doing Kakagurui All-Stars next? Yes. What? Why? No, because the, I want to get no my possible on. <laughs> Great, you can get your gamble freak on in a closed room with all the windows shut, like everyone else. I think I will. Good. 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 <laughs> Go <laughs> ahead, Mister Joster. Joster. This is Joster. All right, oh. this is Joestar Allstar, Joestar Allstars, <laughs> signing out for all of you Gamburu nerds out there. Say goodbye, Jojo. Goodbye, Jojo.
Alright, here you go. A woman who lived next door to a preacher was puzzled by his personality change at the pulpit. At home, he was shy, quiet, and retiring. But in the church, he was a real fire and brimstone orator, rousing the masses in the name of God. It was as if he was two different people. One day she asked him about the dramatic transformation that came over him when he preached. He said, Ah, that's my alter ego. God! It only makes it worse! It makes it so much worse! Jesus! I, I love it so much! <sighs> oh, that worked for me. Who, who taught you such powers? I'm 